Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Watson takes the snap. Here comes pressure. And Frank Clark takes it down! Frank Clark! Clark the shirt! It's Jaws! On the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Right on a corner pattern for Williams, and the pass is intercepted! The Honey Badger got him! And did I say Rivers hadn't thrown a pick yet? He has now! The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. Mahomes has time here, throws it long, he's got a man in the middle of the field, Watkins! 15, 10, 5, angling left, touchdown! Kansas City! Here's Jay Binkley. You gotta fight for your right to party! Oh, hell yeah, Kramer! Turn it up, baby! Fight! Super Bowl bound! <laughs> You're not sleeping! And welcome to your Head Pride Post Game Show. I'm Jay Binkley, produced by Kramer Sansone. Super Bowl bound again. It seems like we were just here, doesn't it? It seems like we were right here in the same situation, these same chairs. You're not sleeping tonight. I'm not sleeping tonight. Probably going to watch this game again, aren't you? Probably on NFL Network, watching the replay of it. I recommend going back and listening to Mitch's call. Dana Hughes and Josh Klingner. It was epic. And I'll bring you some of that epic stuff from Mitch Holtis calling a Chiefs uh, win once again and going to the Super Bowl. But the bottom line is this, folks, is I think about what happened. When I think about what this team is, when I think about even Patrick Mahomes retweeting that uh, meme, or that, not meme, but the graphic from ESPN that was going around, that gave the check mark as best quarterback to the Bills, check mark as the best wide receiver to Stephon Diggs. Hey, Stephon had a great year, right? Let's be honest with ourselves. He's no Tyreek Hill. He wasn't making plays like that, hitting 20 miles an hour. No, the real ones show up when the lights are the brightest and the stage is the biggest. That's when the real ones show up. All the hate, and I've had this hashtag embrace the hate thing going on for about a month because I love it when mouthpieces like Skip Bayless and Colin Coward and everybody else that downplays the Chiefs, all I've heard is Rodgers, 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 Rodgers. Doesn't have weapons like Mahomes. Even though he's got uh, two first-team All-Pro offensive linemen, fourth-leading running back in the NFL, and the fifth-leading receiver in the NFL, and he got beat. Aaron Rodgers will win the MVP this year. This is Carl Malone, Michael Jordan all over again. The regular season MVP will be Rodgers, which shows you how stupid that award is. The real MVP resides here. Aaron Rodgers will be watching the Super Bowl on his couch because he failed yet again to get his team to the Super Bowl. That is the mark of a guy that doesn't know how to win. They don't know how to win. Stupid coaching decisions. You name it, you don't find it here because you have a group of guys that know how to win. And the big narrative was the Chiefs are playing close games. You know, eight straight wins where they're they're winning by six points or less. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? They're barely winning these games. 
We better put him number four on our power rankings. That's what we had to do. Let's have a meeting. In this show, we're putting them number four in our power rankings. That's what they do in the national media. All right. We'll put the pack at number one. Hell, let's throw the Bills at number two. But let's make sure we have them ahead of the Chiefs. Let's make sure we put them ahead of the team that won 14 games. No other team in the National Football League won 14 games. Chiefs went undefeated on the road. No team in the NFL went undefeated on the road but the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are the king of the hill, the Super Bowl champions. Until I know otherwise or see them lose a game in the postseason, they will remain the king of the hill. Everybody's going to be talking Tom Brady. It's going for his seventh ring. It's Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, number five. Each quarterback's won twice. I've seen it. Chiefs are 6-0 and against teams in the playoffs this year. That's right. You heard me, 6-0. and And one of those wins came against Tom Brady. They had a 27-10 lead on the Bucs. Then the Bucs found their way back into the game and made it relatively close. But it was Patrick Mahomes that iced that game away. Twice picking up first downs with his legs. Hitting Tyreek Hill for a first down, he slides and bounced. Tom Brady didn't have a chance to come back and win the game. All oh, the Packers gave him that chance because they're idiots. That's a harsh word. That's a harsh word, but maybe I shouldn't say that. But let's think about it. Chiefs have beaten the Bucks, the Bills twice, the Browns once, the Ravens, the Saints, 6-0 against playoff teams. See, when I see that score tonight, the Chiefs 38-24, I think about the guy that's going to win MVP sitting on his couch. Like the rest of us, and watching the Super Bowl. When I see that score, I think of you. And I think of the fans that pay their hard-earned money, dealing with this pandemic, and supporting their favorite football team. When I see that score, I think about our city. When I see that score, I think about being flyover country in Kansas City that gets no respect nationally and never has. When I see that score, I think about a town that has a baseball team that's been the two World Series, including winning one since 2014. I think about a football team that's in back-to-back Super Bowls. I think about their quarterback, who's not going to be the MVP, that's gone to two straight Super Bowls now. And to be honest with you, Mahomes has started three years. He's got the three FC title games, two Super Bowls. If D. Ford wasn't off sides, Mahomes is probably talking about being in three straight Super Bowls. The jealousy runs rampant. When I see that score, I think of all these things. I think of every single one of these things. I think of you and your your fandom for the Chiefs. I think about embracing the hate now because you're going to get it. Clowns like Bayless and Colin Coward are already at it. They read it today, although Colin shut his trap when the Chiefs won. You know, he was, be careful. Here's Colin's tweet earlier. Hey, Chiefs, these are not the Texans or Titans. Much better, much hotter. (laughs) For the second time this year, they've beaten the Bills. It is unbelievable. And Skip Bayless, same thing. Talking about how the Chiefs spotted the Bucs. Tom Brady would win. Tom Brady threw three picks today, okay? I ain't worried about this game whatsoever. But regardless, we'll take your phone calls in just a minute. We're going the whole night, by the way. Kramer and I will be here till 1 o'clock. Jillian Carroll and Kristen O'Cyril taking it till 5. 5 o'clock, the running back special. It's been on for a couple of weeks. Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens. Straight in to Fesco in the morning at 5.58. Straight into Cody and Gold. Straight into the drive. Straight into Mitch Holtz's, Holtz's The Kingdom Show. Straight into the Therese Paler Show with Therese and I. Straight in the Red Reaction. If you're counting, that's 24 hours of live local Chiefs coverage. But right now, on the Silverstein Ice Center hotline, K-99-1000. 
Kansas City's most trusted eye doctors. We go out to the sideline reporter and the co-host of Fesco in the morning, Mr. Josh Klingler. Kling, what's up? Bink, you are super, super fired up. I can't be quite as fired up as you because I have a house full of sleeping people. Sure, now, but I get it. I'm I just have you. Kramer. I just have Kramer. You. Yeah. <laughs> Kling, this is this is one of those. I mean, I don't know what it is, but this. I think we're all holding something back, and I don't know if this year, the bizarre year of 2020, and holding back our energy, but it feels like Kansas City exhaled. You know, you see Patrick retweeting the whole, you know, ESPN graphic of Josh Allen getting the quarterback nod and Stephon Diggs and, you know, the the junk I'm talking at this point. But, uh, you know, Mitch and his excitement and Dana on that postgame show with you, Josh, and it just seems like Kansas City exhaled about going to two straight Super Bowls. Like we've been looking for that respect. Yeah, it's it's been kind of weird because I know doing interviews all over all across the country over the last several weeks it's it's been a lot of well why are they playing close games and i'm like well if you've looked at these games each and every one they've had the opportunity to crack a team and if there's something that they haven't been able to do it's kind of throw the knockout and they kind of threw the knockout today but they they continue to be a team that puts runs on people i mean it they put together basketball like runs on people which is amazing i mean that that was what happened today get down nine nothing and then Essentially, you know, go what thirty-eight to six or something at that point. I mean, that's that's like crazy um, to be able to score on on that many possessions. And so, I, I don't know what what people want. I figure now thirty-eight twenty-four. That's a that's a that's a fourteen-point win, scoring thirty-eight points. And and then if you watched it, you know that they got a couple of touchdowns, or their scoring kind of came at, at the end, really in the meat of this game against the defense. They they really buckled down again today. So if you didn't leave this one impressed, I don't know what I can say to you because those are clearly the two best teams uh, in the AFC, and the uh, the Chiefs through the second and third quarter and into the fourth chewed them up and spit them out. Listen, they got they got ten points off of bizarre circumstances. They got an onside kick that we haven't seen in the playoffs since 2014. I'll give them credit. They got that. And a muff punt to put them at the three-yard line. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was essentially 10 points for the Bills. But what we saw is Patrick Mahomes, he's just better than Josh Allen. The Stephon Diggs had a great year, led the NFL in receiving yardage, but he wasn't as good as Tyreek Hill. You know, you, you see what happens when you have so many different pieces for the puzzle for the Chiefs, and – I get it, they're playing close games. But again, I, I pointed out they're 6-0 and against playoff teams. They get yeah. to this, and it's almost like we're spoiled, Josh. This is the third year Mahomes being a starter. Yeah, Three I mean, straight AFC is, yeah. title games, two Super Bowls, probably another one if D. Ford's not offsides. This is insanity, and he's not getting the MVP, which, you know, rightfully so. I'm, I'm not happy about it. I haven't been happy about it and spoke about it. But Kansas City's not happy about it because, to me, the real MVP are the ones that, that finish at the end. I'm glad. Just keep just keep doing that. This defense feeds off of negativity. The quarterback remembers everything that's oh, perceived yeah. as a slight. I'm cool with that. Just keep putting embrace chips the on, hate. on their shoulder, <laughs> and then take you know take the big trophies away with you <laughs> when you're done. So all of that is 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 fantastic. I just you know the the combination too of of he and Kelsey is is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the Tyreek Hill touchdown. I'm going to go back and just watch that over and over again. I don't know who. I don't know who else, or not even the touchdown. I guess it was he didn't Run. score, but the seventy-one yard reception. I don't know who else breaks through that and navigates through traffic the way um, Tyree killed it. I don't think anybody does in that in that situation. And then 
the defense again comes up. Frank Clark came up with big plays today. Uh, the secondary was outstanding. They had seven passes defended today. And then, you know, kind of over at the beginning, you kind of go through a couple bumps. Once they kind of right the ship, they're 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 closing things out defensively. I thought they were great on the defensive side today, too. And, um, boy, that's that was an impressive win because clearly, clearly that's the second-best team in the AFC. And the, uh, the Chiefs made it look, you know, for the most part, after the early deficit, pretty easy. Josh Allen lost 53 yards today on the four sacks by the Chiefs. This defense was amazing. Twice the Bills had the ball inside the 10-yard line, and twice they went for field goals in those situations, Kling. Now, listen, at some mm -hmm. point, you would think teams would understand. You need to score points to beat the Chiefs. I get the conventional wisdom, and, hey, you take the points, and you don't want to pass on the points because we saw the Colts pass on the points against the Bills earlier this season. But when you're fourth and goal at the two and you kick a field goal to end the half, and when you're inside the at the eight-yard line and you kick a field goal, those are the things that come back and bite you. Yeah, I hope teams never learn. I hope they Me continue too. to yeah. do stuff like that. And I know um, Sean McDermott after the game said, you know, looking back, he wishes he would have gone for one of those uh, situations. But you're going to settle for threes against this offense, and that's going to that's going to largely get you beat. So those, I mean, it's it's hard to say, you know, go outside yourself and be like super aggressive. But when you have the opportunity to put touchdowns up or try to put touchdowns up you have to go for it in those situations you can't settle for threes against this offense they're just gonna they're gonna put 38 on you and make it look pretty easy talking to josh klingler sideline reporter of the kansas city chiefs and of course co-host of fesco in the morning he'll actually be working here in just a little bit we've had a lot of late night conversations cling um, <laughs> but i want to get you to bed soon i want you to be fresh at 558 but i'll say this how was the crowd tonight because they seemed really for only seventeen thousand. They seemed really, really loud. Yeah, and I was a little nervous, uh, you know, kind of on right close to kickoff. I'm looking around. I'm like, there's a lot of blue. <laughs> there's a lot of Buffalo Bills shirts throughout the throughout the crowd. And then as soon as the uh, the Chiefs were announced, the place was roaring and uh, completely drowned them in sound, in sound. So, no, the crowd was awesome. Loudest of the year, I thought, by far uh, tonight. And, yeah, it's not it's not seventy seven thousand loud, but it's pretty doggone loud. I mean, a uh, couple games ago, I remember I could hear, you know, kind of uh, to a certain extent some discussions going on, you know, on the Chiefs bench. It was like kind of quiet uh, tonight. wasn't the case. I mean, it was roaring. I had to. I'm I'm down there on the in the in the front row, and I've got to turn up my headphones so that I can hear Mitch and Dana on the call. It was really a uh, really good job by the uh, the crowd tonight, making a bunch of noise, and certainly it was impactful on on third downs early. And then by the time this thing was uh, kind of in in sight, late fourth quarter, um, that place was rocking like it was seventy five thousand people. All right, Kling. Here's the bottom line. Uh, Adam Schefter put it out there earlier. I had referenced it with some Buffalo people I was talking to last week because. They weren't putting the cart before the horse, but if they said that the Bills went to the Super Bowl, they weren't going to go to either two days or one day before the Super Bowl. So the Chiefs will be having everything here. There won't be the hoopla in the distractions mm -hmm. of a normal Super Bowl week mm -hmm. when a team gets down there. They have the gala. They have the introductions. They walk down the, you know, the red carpet and do all this. None of that. The Chiefs will be leaving the day before the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're treating this. Um, and it, I heard this, you know, uh, really a couple weeks ago, and, you know, you didn't want to, didn't want to 
think about it until it actually happened, but they were having discussions about this a while back, and, and the feel was just make it another road game. And so it's kind of going to be the same type of schedule as it was for a road game. They may leave a tad bit earlier on a Saturday, but the plan uh, sounds like is, is to get down there on Saturday, uh, play the game, and and possibly even travel back the uh, Sunday night. So um, <laughs> Take care kinda, of you know, the NFL has kind of gone a little bit back and forth as to what exactly is happening. Basically, they've shut down everything, and they weren't even going to have any like post um, post game parties or anything like that. So um, it sounds like this is going to be kind of a, maybe a super business trip. I mean, just get down there, play the game, and come back like it's a, it's a normal road game. So in a, in a strange way, the COVID season has helped in that regard. I think it, it, it's been able to to lock the the Chiefs into their their run it back under you know kind of closed door situations, uh, kind of bunkered in together. And so in a weird way, they didn't have to deal with all those distractions in the off season that could come with with winning a Super Bowl. And now you get to go down there and you've been through all the kind of the hoopla and the and and that you can just go play the game and not even worry about it so I, I, to a certain extent that's pretty cool i think you want to enjoy it especially that first time and all all the uh, the events that surround it now i just go play a game and just go straight up for one game i'm i'm, I'm kind of liking that scenario and then when we can get back to it you know next year maybe for whatever the the third installment w- would be you can ha- go back to having the hoopla again but for now let's just go play one singular game against a team you beat in that building already this year and this was another one of those games bank that first matchup they had they had uh, the opportunity to to blow them out yeah I oh thought. yeah oh and yeah they, they, they gave up points a couple off the touchdowns board. Mm-hmm a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter to make it far too interesting but they were on the cusp of really blowing this game out up 27 10 after three quarters and um just didn't throw the knockout so um this is a team you've handled before probably playing better than they were before three games on the road um and now get to play in their home venue but you just go and hey one more chip on the shoulder right they got to go play a team that's playing in their home building and you can use that to your advantage too the chiefs are the earmark for fortune 500 companies everywhere about business trips they're all, they're on the feet on the road this year. They show up, they take care of business, they go home. <laughs> that is that is what they do. Andy mm-hmm. Reid has this team ready to roll. Kling, you'll be ready to roll tomorrow at five fifty eight in the morning. You mentioned Dana. What a great call tonight on uh, one zero six five. The Wolf, the, uh, the official broadcast team of the Kansas City Chiefs. Thanks a lot, Kling. That was fun. Um, yeah, I'm going to get a little bit of sleep if that's yeah. okay with you. Yeah, let's go to sleep. I know sleep. you said you know people are staying up and what have you, but yeah, but yeah, I'm going to get a little bit of shut eye. <laughs> All right, take care, Kling. Thank you very Later. much. That was good stuff there. But the bottom line is, folks, you got it. Rick Flair said this thing best. But to be the man, you got to beat the man, and I'm saying, woo. Let's go no huddle. At the 40, foot race 30, see you later. A fade route right side, it's intercepted, intercepted, got it, at the 20-yard line. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. That's right, no huddle, brought to you by Evansville Distillery, Independence, Missouri, fine local whiskey. You might need some of this for the Super Bowl. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go to you guys. Text line 913-576-7610. Jay Southland Toast Service text line and our phone number 913-576-7610. The Silverstein Ice Center's phone line. Let's go out to Ty in Chiefs Kingdom in Minnesota. What's up, Ty? Hey, Jay. What's up, my brother? How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. I stay up all night, man, here. I can't sleep, and I appreciate it. That, uh, you know, having 6-10, don't get a lot of coverage about the Chief up here, but I'm excited. I'm excited for a victory, 
And I'm thinking the Chiefs going to pull it off. 30 to 24, Chiefs. I like it. I like it, Ty. Thank you and have a good time up in Minnesota. Let's go to Dan and KCK. Bring it, Dan. How you doing? How about those Chiefs, huh? Going back to the Super Bowl. Tyreek Hill, 172 yards. Kelsey with two touchdowns. And McCall Hamlet after the must punt with 50 yards. How about job on the? Uh, how about that job on the defense by Diggs, 77 yards. You know, some think this guy uh, Dean who works at Hen now said how uh, how Diggs is gonna run over us. I'm gonna rub it in. I'm not too nice a guy, but I'm not gonna do that to him. I had me and Miller like and everything. Let's take care of the Patriots in two weeks. Let's take care of yourself. There you go, Dan. Dan's fired up. That's the energy we need, not the negativity. You know, I talk about embracing the hate, but let's, let's party. You're not tired. I know you're not tired. You probably grabbed that other brewski, fired up an oven pizza. I don't know what you're doing. I'm not sleeping. I hope you're not. The 610 is not sleeping. They got, we got you all the way for like 24 straight hours. A lot of Chiefs talk coming your direction. Let's go to Sandra in Phoenix. Sandra, the Chiefs Kingdom's everywhere. Bing! Bing! I'm sorry I couldn't call last week. I was not only embracing the hate. Yes. I was drinking the hate under yes. the table and forcing the hate to mm. walk the walk of shame home. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! And let me tell you, tonight is a Band-Aid. Embrace the And the, the cure hate. for 27 years ago. Standing at KCI in the freezing cold, bawling my eyes out for my team to come back from Buffalo. Biggest sports scar of my life. But now, heal, baby. Heal, baby. On to Tampa. That way, Sandra, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the 94 AFC Championship game. Joe Montana, Marcus Allen. We faced Jim Kelly. That was the juggernaut, the Bills. Four straight Super Bowls they went to. However, they didn't want it in one of them. They've never won one. This is their chance. They were excited. The Bills were the darling. Everybody talking up the Bills and Josh Allen and Brian Dable. He created Frankenstein at quarterback. Lost to Mahomes twice. Kyle in Wichita, what's up? Kyle. Dude, you have no idea. I am just ex-freaking static. I have called you from when I lived in Vegas. Now I've moved back home to Kansas. Dude, my friends and I back here are just ecstatic. I cannot wait. All I've ever asked for was the Chiefs to make the AFC Championship and everything else is gravy. Let's run it back. Let's get it done, brother. Oh, Kyle, that's what I'm talking about. You working tomorrow, Kyle? Yeah. Ah, you try. You try. If you call in sick, I'm I'm with you, buddy. Although, you should work because you're going to be wired. You have some energy drinks. I started the show off with a, a bang, literally. That's what, the, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm drinking. Others are drinking the Haterade. GP in South Kansas City. What's up, my man? Bink, man. You got you got my, my heart racing. My, my, my pulse is sky high, man. Let's do it. This uh, this, this team, um, you know the 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 year, everything that it took to get the Chiefs to be in this position, uh, it, it's unbelievable what it talks. About. You know, when you think about this organization from top to bottom, uh, I, I think about Brett Veach and uh, Mike Dana and 
Legereus Sneed, those draft picks he made where he's just sniping value. Uh, Brashad Breland on a $3 million contract, and he is a legit CB1 that makes Stefan Diggs look ordinary. I mean, where, where were you at tonight, Mr. Diggs? You know, you, you're hot stuff. But like you said, Bink, Tyreek Hill shows up and shows out. The real uh, players it, show it, out when it matters. They just do. Other players it, put it, up big numbers during the season. But you're telling me there's not a person on this planet in an NFL front office that given no. the choice of Stephon Diggs or yeah. Tyreek Hill, you're not taking Tyreek Hill? Come on, son. All, all, all day, every day. Um, I, I, I even look back to last week. Uh, I think about the the Browns game and the, the team that came in there, uh, you know, they had to. It's just human nature to have to have a week off, and then because week seventeen, uh, Andy was already uh, plotting, right? He, he was already planning, and, and he gets Henny in there. Henny gets into week seventeen with backups. Now Henny gets to come into the divisional round with actual studs, Tyreek Hill players, Travis Kelsey, and it, it's just masterful. Uh, I, I know this whole team. I could, I could talk your ear off, think, I, and I don't want to take your time, man. You, know, you, you are legendary. You really are uh, a guy uh, on six ten. I've been listening to man, and you, you're you're top notch. You, hey, you, you really are, big. You, I appreciate top notch, man. You, you you bring the city together. Uh, this, this this city needed it, man. And you allow the people to call on and, and talk. It's just awesome. I still on my back deck tonight. I was hooting and hollering. Normally it'd be a noise ordinance, right? You know, call the cops, as Rex Heller would say. No, <laughs> I, I was out there just. Hollering, and my neighbors were hollering back. It's COVID time, and we can all be together, man. God bless you, Bink. Thank you, brother. Thank Take care. You. Take care, my man. Take care. It's, that's the energy we need. That's what we need. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, woo. Kevin in Raytown. Hey, hey Bink. Hi. Dude, this is insane. I think I'm 22, 22 years old, so all I've ever seen was the Chiefs just constantly failing. But now this is insane. You know what? It's the new normal, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, this, these guys remind me of, like, an old-school like horror movie. Like, no matter what you do, you beat them down, you push them down, you knock them down. They'll get back up, and they're going to come at they're gonna come after you, and, you, and they're going to beat you, no matter what you do. Just Annie is big red buzzsaw, just tearing you apart. Well, did you watch that fight last night? Yeah. Dustin Poirier was getting destroyed by Connor. But then he won. Yeah, it was. Right? You know, it's who wins at the end. Who stands Indeed. dazed. Who's confused at the end. It's been whoever the Chiefs has played, and that's uh, unbelievable. Let's go to Chester. What's up, Chester? Give it to me again. Wow. Ah! No, hit me with your best shot. One more time. Just one more time. This is what it's all about. The crowd still fits. Oh, you're talking about bullets in the barrel. Over 100 for two people, Hill and Kelsey. Still doing records, making records. Oh, we're record-breaking. We're history-making. We're not pretending, but we're contending. Oh, when we win, we tell them we're still in. Oh, look who just won. We're not done. Hit me with your best shot. We, it's not good enough to get there. We got to win it all just one more time. 
chains can't overcome it. But when we are one, one more time. God bless you. Keep up the good work. What a defense. That defense, oh, Lord, this is what it's all about. It takes what? It takes us all. It takes one more time. Two weeks and then one more time. God bless you. Keep up the good work. You too, Chester. That agitation in the winning machine is what keeps the clothes clean. Right, Chester? It was always his uh, Royals sign-up. By the way, if you're on the phone lines, stay there. We'll get to you. We need to take a timeout. Back to you guys next. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. You gotta fight for your right to fight! 38-24, let it out! Going back to the Super Bowl. Going to Tom's house. Raymond James. The house of Brady. Woo! So scared. (laughs) Three interceptions. They bring it. Bring it, Brady. Bring it, my man. Let's go to Big T and Shawnee. I know he's going to bring it. Woo! How about that game, Bink? You know what, Bink? I'm, I'm going to give a shout-out to 610. You're going to be on 24 hours. Their train's going to be rolling all night long, baby. So everybody calling with their takes. I'm ready to stay up and listen. Everybody, get up. Get up. It's time to party. You won't see this all the time. Are you kidding me? Big Red and his machine. Everybody thinks they're going to come in here and stop them. What are you talking about? Oh, all the talking heads. Oh, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. So You're going to knock them off the mountain. You better be the man, like you said. To beat the man, you got to be the man. You had Cleveland come here. That was really nice. They tried. They knocked our quarterback down. They couldn't do it. We, we won that game. Big Red's machine moves on. What happens next? Buffalo comes to town. A good team. Had a good year. But, boy, the game uh, kind of turned there at first. But they came back. Nicole Harvey did keep his head down. He showed his feet. He got a touchdown. And it, it set up another nice play for a touchdown. Way to go for that young man. And then, and then you know, the game rolls on. And Big Red Machine is rolling on. And, 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 and Buffalo is done. They just got whacked from the tournament. They swim with the fish. Woo! Big Red Machine. It can't be stopped. What about that defense? Clicking on all cylinders. Every cylinder's rolling. They were blanking at them receivers. They couldn't do nothing. The game was too big for Josh, but not our quarterback. He's the, the legend. And then what did they talk about after the game? They knew they were going to win that game. What about Hill, Kelsey, the games they had? And the announcers talking about, oh, this reminds me of Elmo Wright and Eddie Polak back in the day. How about them names? Come on, Chiefs. Get on, boys. We're going to the Super Bowl again. Let them talk all week. Like Bing said, we'll embrace the hate. They're going to be talking about time. They're going to be talking about all the Super Bowls and all the Tampa Bay back in the Buccaneers. But you want to beat the Kings, you got to beat Big Red's machine, and nobody's going to stop it. Way to go. Back-to-back AFC champs going to the Super Bowl again. We love 610. We love Big Red's machine. We love our Kansas City Chiefs. And as always, let's go to the Super Bowl and go bring back back-to-back championships. What kind of party will that be? And as always, let's go, baby! That away, everybody all aboard. Tyree Kill, 9 for 172. Hit 20 miles an hour again tonight. Travis Kelsey, 13 catches, 118 yards. 
put him in Canton already. He's the greatest to ever play the position. And the quarterback's working on that as well. And you know what? Beating Tom Brady would be perfect and fitting for Patrick Mahomes. It would have been fun to beat Rodgers. That would have been fun. It's always fun to get beat the guy that won MVP during the season. We hadn't won anything yet, but he's going to. They, they stopped the voting the week after the regular season. They all love Aaron Rodgers. They, they all do. So he's going to get it. But they, say, they, they said the Chiefs play close games down the stretch. I mean, that's what they said. That's what they all said. Even though they won 14 games. And I said, you want to look at the, the bottle of Dr. Pepper and say it's half full or half empty? Go ahead and look at it half empty. But the guys that played the game will look at it half full and say, no, that just prepares them for the postseason. Again, the Chiefs ran it back with the players. That's great. They ran it back with the coaches. Great. But they brought back this winning mentality of coming back from 24, 10, and 10 in the postseason. That's why they have 10 comebacks this year. That's why Patrick Mahomes is 8-1 when he's down by 10 points or more. 888 winning percentage since 2019. The rest of the NFL, a 160 winning percentage in that time. The man who will win MVP is Aaron Rodgers. But he will watch the Super Bowl on the couch, eating hot wings and drinking beer like the rest of us. The guy that should have won MVP will be playing in Tampa. That's how things work. Let's go to Lone Jack and talk to Neil. What's up, Neil? What's up, Jay? Man, I got nothing analytical tonight. I'm just super stoked. We did it. One more game to mission accomplished, run it back, and then we can start talking about the most historical run in the history of the NFL, a three-peat, baby. We got this one in the bag. We're going to Tampa. We're going to take care of business. We're going to knock Brady out and pass the torch. I'm fired up, Jay. Shout out to the defense. It was a beautiful freaking night. Jay, we'll talk Tampa sometime later in the week. I can't wait. Let's go, Chiefs. Even Neil's on the train. I love it. He's on the train, too. Let's go with you. We've gone to Arizona. We've gone to Minnesota. Let's go to Quincy, Illinois. Talk to Josh. Chiefs Kingdom's everywhere. Hey, Jay. Josh here from Quincy, Illinois. The Wallace family, longtime followers of you guys. The Chiefs seem to be the villains of the NFL these days. Wondering what your thoughts are on that. We're going to run it back. We love being the villains. We embrace the hate. Yes. Choo-choo. Embrace Let's it. Go, Jay. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. I'm on the train. Let's go. Quincy, Illinois is on the train. See when you start in the big T, everybody's on your train. Let's go to Kyle in Wichita. Promises he's not going to cuss. All right, Kyle, what's up? Let's run it back for the boys from 69. Back for the fans on 12th and Vine. Back for the fans, and we're going to raise it for Lamar and get it high. Dude, I am so freaking ecstatic, man. How ecstatic are you? Dude, I'm on a 12. You know what? Better yet, I'm on a 15 of 10, brother. Okay. That'll work. That'll work. That'll play. Dude, it's going to get it, brother. Hey, we got this. And thanks for not cussing, Kyle. I Yo, love your enthusiasm. Dude, you're welcome. You have yourself a good night. All right, you too. Wichita's been responding quite nicely tonight. Wichita's fired up. I know Kansas City's fired up. My mom texted me. She saw fireworks in the neighborhood, right? Yeah, yeah my mom texted me the same as I can think up in St. Joe. I'd be remiss. I lost my father in December. Huge Chiefs fan. He would have loved this day and this night. He would have. But he's watching us. 
He's watching what's going on. But he loved the Chiefs, watched every game, listened to Mitch. You know, it was dead. He would have loved tonight. Let's go to Lawrence and talk to Ricky. What's up, Ricky? Hey, Bink. Good evening, sir. How are you? Good. Bink, I've just, I've had these thoughts through my head tonight, man. This this team, unbelievable. I, I can't think, uh, but, but, or can't not but think about the, uh, everything that happened last weekend uh, with Kareem Hunt, and things happen for a reason. It's true. You know, Kareem Hunt has some really bad situation here in Kansas City. It's Chiefs let him go. Tyreek Hill allegedly has bad things happen. Uh, and thank goodness that cooler heads prevailed and the Chiefs could see not only the truth, so that Tyreek was going through some just barbaric situation off the field. Tyreek's here, and my goodness, I, I tell me another in professional sports a bigger game breaker than Tyreek Hill. I, I can't think it, sir. Can there's you? not. There's not. He had to be frustrating. I can't imagine being a Bills fan and watching the football go in his hands. I, I've been on the other side of that. I've been on the other side of greatness, and it is tough to stomach. It is tough to watch. I mean, we've all been there, and yeah. I can't imagine what they're thinking, seeing what Tyreek Hill was doing every time he had the ball in his hands. The guy was going insane. I mean, it was fun to watch. There's no question about how fun it was to watch. And he was the best player on the field. You know, forget about the show or uh, Stephon Diggs. He's going to win a lot of the awards, and people love him and all that, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, he's not Tyreek Hill. No, no, he's not. Bink. You said it to start the show, man. Uh, first of all, I just want to let you know, man, you, your words resonate. Everything you do uh, is amazing. And you were talking about, honestly, this should be young Patrick Mahomes, the GOAT's third Super Bowl in a row. It, it, there, there's just no doubt about it. You said it. You nailed it. And how fitting the last team to have back-to-back Super Bowls, 03-04 Patriots with, with young Brady. Now it's old Brady. And this team, the 2020 2021 Kansas City Chiefs are going to put Brady to bed. It's fitting it'll happen in Florida, you know, where old people go. <laughs> you know, all right, Brady, time to go to bed. All right, Tommy. You know, it, we're going we're gonna to take Tommy out into the He's pasture. that cockroach that keeps coming back. I thought they had a chance in 2018 with Brady, and D4 jumped off sides, but uh, that kept Tom going. Baby, you know, I, you know Bink, and I, I really, man, I, I look at this team, and I'm excited though for the future because uh, Brett Beach – has this thing dialed in. Yes, he uh, does. The, the decisions he's made. So, you know, Chris Jones gets locked in. Frank Kirk gets locked in. That's huge. Both those men showed up tonight. I knew from the beginning of the game, Bink, that Chris Jones was going to ball out. Uh, uh, 73 couldn't even sniff him. And he started it. Uh, Jones started it from the beginning. And then at the end, when, you know, when, when Allen throws the ball at Okafor, you know, j- j- just really a uh, – you know, that, 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 that's, that's poor sport. I'm oh, the Bills lost their cool at the end of the game. The Bills lost their cool at the end of the game. But anyway, Tyreek Hill reached almost 21 miles an hour on that 71-yard run. His 12th play receiving 20 miles an hour plus this season. Most in the NFL. It's insanity. It's truly insanity what they're doing. But you saw it. You feel good. Kansas City feels good. It's like we all exhaled tonight. People said it couldn't be done. Embrace the hate. They, they're they're going to come out, and they've already started. Skip and Colin already with their hot takes. But regardless, we're going to take a timeout when we come back. We're going to talk to Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com. We're also going to have the play of the game. 
Don't forget you call in 9.30 in the morning, Fesco in the morning, name the player involved in the player of the game, $25 gift cards to Topper's Pizza with a monthly grand prize of $500 to Mazarese. Make sure you're listening next. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. It's the play of the game. A remarkable acrobatic scramble. And the kick is good. He got it. A 41-yard corner pattern to the near side. Brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry. Mazarese Jewelry, in the business of forever. They're going to fake an RPO throw and a slant incomplete. Covered by Breland. Now it's picked off. Picked off off the deflection. It's picked off by Fenton. It was a deflected slant and intercepted. Fenton, who was a star last year on the run to Super Bowl 54 championship, but a terrific play on the slant, and the ball flew up in the air. Breeland on the coverage, and it is rolled into the arms of Fenton, and the Chiefs have an interception and a return to near midfield. Huge break, huge turnover. Kansas City's Rashad Fenton with the pick. There you go. That's the play of the game. Remember, 9.30 in the morning, Fesco in the morning. Rashad Fenton. Play of the game, $25 gift card to Topper's Pizza with the chance at a monthly grand prize of $500 to Mazarese. We set the stage for this. This was second and 10 at the Kansas City 20. Early fourth quarter, 13 minutes left, 31 to 15 at this time. Could Buffalo come back and make it kind of a game? That interception was so big because then the Chiefs took the ball and wham, right down the field, and they score a touchdown. Travis Kelsey to five yards away from Patrick Mahomes. Butker kick is good. Huge, huge play by Rashad Fenton. Now it's time to talk to the editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com on the Silverstein iCenters phone line. And get this, Pete is one of those guys that we love to talk to. He'll be coming on at 5 o'clock in the morning with Dusty Likens on a running back special. But right now on the Silverstein iCenters phone line, we go directly to Pete Sweeney, Kansas City's most trusted eye doctors. What's up, Pete? You're saying there's something wrong with my eyes, think? Is that what you're trying to get No, at? I'm not, but Rashad Fenton, man. How about that play, man? This guy was on the injury report all week. Limited practice, limited practice, limited practice. Questionable. Makes that play. And I looked at Kramer, and Kramer looked at me when that play was made, and I said, that's got to be the play of the game. I mean, they were down to the 20-yard line. The Bills were starting to, you know, move a little bit. They scored that touchdown, two-point conversion. All of a sudden, okay, we're back in the ballgame. Yeah, that, that to me was the clincher. I, I think when that happened, it really took the sales uh, away from the Bills quite a bit. And and from that point on, the game was in hand. I, I really question, you know, throughout the game, if, if you were following along on Twitter, if you do follow me along on Twitter, I just didn't understand the lack of aggression from the Buffalo Bills on some of these fourth and shorts. I, I mean, it's been apparent when the Chiefs do lose, which is now few and far between, you have to be aggressive. And you noticed that after the Fenton interception, then all of a sudden they got aggressive when the Chiefs were able to score and, and continue to separate themselves from the Bills. But it was too little too late. I mean, they, they needed to do that from the beginning of the game on. I mean, teams that have managed to beat the Chiefs have done that, and they, they didn't, and, and they ended up on the wrong side of it. What are we watching here, Pete? This is a football town that loves its Kansas City Chiefs. We've heard from Arizona and Minnesota and Illinois. The kingdom expands further than the walls of Kansas City. And we're seeing a quarterback in three years go to three straight AFC title games. He's going to -to back-to-back Super Bowls. Could be back-to-back-to-back Super Bowls if not for an offside. What are we seeing here 
with one Patrick Mahomes who was on the injury report, and we crossed our fingers. Is he going to be okay and everything going to be okay? And he goes out in three touchdowns, 325 yards later. He's in a second Super Bowl. What are we witnessing? Well, pretty clearly, it's it's going to be the greatest player of all time. I, I mean, one of the things that you saw earlier today, which was kind of jarring for even me, and I, you know, I'm, I'm on this stuff every day, is the fact that, and it's just a reminder from, I think it was the Chiefs Twitter account that tweeted out, uh, Mahomes has been a starter for three years. He's been to three AFC title games, and some guys don't even get to go to the title game, and they're good quarterbacks in the NFL. And that just kind of is jarring when you, you really see it there. And now you're in a situation where you could win your second Super Bowl in three years, having been to three straight title games. And you know, the Chiefs are making the playoffs before that. And so I think you're getting to a point where not only have you talked about the idea of a dynasty before, but if you win back-to-back and you have yeah. the AFC title, then it's, then it's real. I mean, you, you are, you're, you're there. Um, you know, you think about the Patriots dynasty and what they were able to do. And I, you know, this was the matchup I predicted since the beginning of the season. I'll, I'll tell you right now, before I brag, I, last year I picked the Chiefs and the Bears, which was very wrong, I ended up being the 49ers. But preseason this year, I picked the Chiefs and the Bucks. And what a more fitting way, I think, for one of the final years of what should be Tom Brady's career, we, we, we think, than getting to play Patrick Mahomes. And if Mahomes can get this thing done, just think it, it's just such a huge. Um, point that that he'll remember forever and and you're only going to have this one opportunity the chances of Brady at the age of 44 being able to do it again and you never know what happens in another year and so I just think this is such a pivotal game in what will be the course of history of Mahomes' career and it's going to be exciting to watch it be a fun two weeks in the way that Hills I mean I, I talked about this a little bit too Pete you know Tyree Kill he was just so explosive. I know Stephon Diggs had those fabulous numbers and was the leading receiver in the NFL and got a lot of run. And these Chiefs, these wide receivers against the Chiefs defense really haven't had the success that people think they've had. But watching Tyree Kill and the elusiveness in the open field, to me as a Bills fan, that would have been incredibly frustrating to watch. He and Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes were by far the best players on the football field. But I know there was a lot of love for Stephon Diggs kind of turning around that Buffalo program and being the catalyst for Josh Allen and Brian Dable to take this offense to another level. He wasn't even close to as talented as Tyreek Hill. Not in this game. Not in this game. I, I, I think Diggs is right there. I mean, he doesn't have the surrounding cast that, um, you know, is offered to Hill in, in the greatest tight end of all time with the best quarterback throwing to you with, Andy recalling the plays. I mean, if you put Diggs on the other side here, I, I, I feel his numbers would be similar to Tyreek Hill. But on, on Sunday night, yeah, it, it was Tyreek Hill with 172 yards. And, you know, this is the type of guy, and I, I understand here going into it, that it's way easier said than done. You can't let Tyreek Hill break free like he was breaking free. I mean, that, that, is, that is abundantly clear. And you got to have a better plan for him. And they just simply... Uh, they probably did have a plan for him, but it, it was not good enough. It, you know, if you do a lot of production to Hill and Kelsey, and, you know, they're combining for around 300 yards, it's not 300 right on the money, you're going to be in trouble. And it's what exactly what happened. Mahomes has been using his, his guys all year long, and, and tonight was another example of that. And, you know, Diggs had 77 yards. But, I, I, you know, again, you look at that receiving core, it's, it's Beasley, and it's, it's Knox, and then you have Allen, who – 
there were times in this game where he could just not find his receivers. And so, uh, tough night. And you feel for Diggs a little bit because he has this great all-pro season after going to Buffalo, and there he is on the field at the end of the game watching the Chiefs celebrate. Uh, probably wanted to take it in to see what it can be like if, if they're able to get through. But I think the Bills probably are a year or two away from even being able to beat the Chiefs, at least in my mind. Before we get to the injuries real quick, Pete, one guy that is going to be on the injury report uh, is Algeria Sneed. And, and how yeah. about this guy? I mean, this is, this is four straight starts he's been in where he's had a sack. The Chiefs have had five straight games with the cornerback sack because DeAndre Baker uh, got one before he got hurt against the Chargers. And Sneed almost had a second one in this game. And I thought that's what Spags would need to do. You know, dial up that cornerback blitz. He blitzed a lot. I mean, it's, it's, since ESPN started tracking pressures, 27 times of uh, Josh Allen's uh, dropbacks, they blitzed. That's the most pressures we've seen. This defense was all over him. But, you know, how about the rookie, Legereus Sneed, defined by Brett Veach, and then he continues to come up with big plays as a rookie? Right. It, it's It's been amazing to watch. Um, you, you know, guys like this don't exist typically on day three. I know you're more of a draft Nick than I am by, by you know, I'm fully able to admit that, but I, I know enough to know that on day three, you're not supposed to find guys like Legereus need. So what a, a find for Brett Beach to have what is playing like an all pro. I mean, he, he missed out on that because of the injury and his, you know, I didn't have the consistency and, and the, the numbers to get it done, but this looks like a, a future all pro a future pro, a pro bowler. And he's got some uh, that that Badger vibe to him, where he can do a lot. I mean, you mentioned he's really, really strong in coverage. He was doing a really good job before he was injured tonight. He can blitz and and do a lot of different things for that defense. Just a very impressive night by Snead. And and you always think about the fact that he was available to every team in the NFL three times, and the Chiefs were fortunate to get him in the fourth round. Pete, uh, quickly on the injury report, uh, concussion protocol for he and Armani Watts. We're looking at this yeah. point. And yeah, looks like looks like concussion protocol. But don't forget, you got two uh, weeks. Benefit, yeah, benefits you there that it's that's two weeks. I mean, we'll have to see you know what the updates for these two guys in the concussion protocol. And then um, Fisher was the other one. And, yeah, uh, it doesn't look like it's good. It looks like it probably. I mean, at this point, it seems like the end of the season for Fisher. Uh, so you mix and match. Chiefs have been doing it all year. It's it's certainly not ideal, um, but you have two weeks to figure it out again for these guys to get some reps together. How about an unsung guy like Rimmers? Right tackle, move more to left tackle. I mean, this guy, I mean, Mike Rimmers has been a real good find. Once again, a Brett Beach find. Did you Have you ever seen Rimmers with his helmet off? He kind of looks like you with the beard. Does he? Yeah, he's got this. Very attractive man, yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Nice, nice looking guy. He's got a nice family, but uh, yeah, he's a he's a grinder, man. That's that's the type of dirty tough that Andy really likes to talk about. Where uh, he plays literally every position except center. Um, I'm sure he would go play center if he needed sure. to. But that's a great player to have uh, for for the Chiefs. I I loved the signing in the off season. I know that um, Chiefs fans weren't thrilled about the idea of Remmers playing anywhere along the line, but I knew that he had so many starts to his name that. He'd be very useful, and you saw that tonight where he's just able to pop yeah. over right to the left tackle position and shore it up. Another one of those unsung guys from the Chiefs. And by the way, Pete, your dad texted me. It's your sister oh, no. Jamie's birthday, or was. Um, it's not anymore. Not it's past midnight. It's, but it's, No, it's as of now. Yeah, it's, it, they were celebrating it today. Oh, it's today? Now it's birthday. Now it's today, yeah. Okay, make sure you say happy birthday. I told your dad I'd give a shout-out uh, to your sister, Pete. 
but you can hear oh, Pete well, Sweeney. Good. Huh? That's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her name's Jamie. So thank you. Yeah. Happy uh, 26th birthday to yes. Jamie uh, on the 25th. I'm going to be on here in about five hours, 5 a.m. It's the running back playoff hey. show myself and Dusty Likens. Yep. Until then, Bank, I'll smell you later. Pete. You've continued to let that happen, Kramer. He even, you know, he we got, he got me on that year, one. The whole year, we're in the AFC Championship game now, two weeks away from the Super Bowl, and Pete has been allowed to do this. And, and he also got the phone line, the phone buzz at the end of it as well. Anyway, you can hear Pete at 5 o'clock with Dusty Likens. So if you want to hear Pete, I do. I listen to him, and they podcast, and I listen to it later. But uh wish Pete had a little more respect uh, towards the end of his calls. But regardless, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up this guy, Nick Saban, with Scott Van Pelt. Well, I, I think this team, I told this team in the very beginning when we knew we were going to have a lot of disruptions, that the team that handles the disruptions the best is the team that's going to have the best chance to be successful. Boom. That's what reminds me of the Chiefs. Nick Saban had won his seventh national title. The confetti's coming down. The team that handles disruptions the best, which is what you, you think of Veach and Reed and, how, and Mahomes and how prepared these guys are. This, this year's been full of disruptions. And I, I had tip to the NFL because all 256 regular season games were played. Now they had to move some games around. We saw Wednesday night football, Tuesday night. We saw two Monday night games. That was fun. But they got the job done. But the Chiefs handled it well. They handled disruptions well. And like Nick Saban, Andy Reid, a real winner, just like Nick, the team that handles disruptions the best is the team that will be on top. This is why. I know the Chiefs were Super Bowl favorites at the beginning of the year. I even went further when you bring the players back, the coaches, that winning mentality they have. But they can handle disruptions. Andy Reid is prepared. This team can handle distractions. Nick Saban, Alabama, no, no, no mystery why they won. They handle disruptions. Let's go to Miley real quick in Topeka. Mikey. Hey, oh, yeah, Mikey. Mikey. I'm sorry, Mikey. I'm sorry. Hey. I read it wrong. It's late. Not a problem. But, hey, you're right. You're darn right. It is late. Hey, uh, I just want to talk about legacy. Uh, December 1st. 2012 Bink was a was was a tragic day. Uh, Javon Belcher and what happened, and then January 4th, 2013, like a new sun, a rising sun. Andy Reid gets hired, and and he starts from that day to build this thing. Right, the train slowly starts chugging. Right, and so so we go through. We get Alex Smith and everything, and they're just chugging. I'll be honest, Bink, when the Chiefs took Mahomes. I'm a Big 12 guy, but I I, I, go to, I went to KU. It's a good so point. You know, it's a good point, Mike. And here's the thing. We give a lot of credit to Patrick, as we should, and Hill and Kelsey and these guys. But it's Brett Veach finding these guys, like Rimmers, like Jerry, Jerry Steeds. It takes everybody. Hey, but about, you know what? It takes Allegretti. the owner as well. Allegretti. I love Allegretti. Well, listen, it takes the owner. Like this is where Clark gets his due. He got rid oh, of the staff no. and a lot of money in Pioli and all this. He gets on a plane, goes to Philadelphia, says, yeah. I want and you to be our coach. He was going to interview with Arizona. And he's yeah, like, no, he no, no. He heads him off at the pass. He, no, he shut it down, Bink. I, that, that's it right there. You're so, you know what? I, thank you, sir. I, I want to talk about that real quick, uh, how fortunate the Chiefs are, this city is, to have, uh, first of all, Lamar Hunt and then Clark Hunt. And what – I mean, is there anybody in this world having a better night than Clark Hunt? I don't think there is. 
back-to-back AFC championships. And, by the way, the trophy is in your father's name. Yes, he loves that. This trophy's about his dad. Yes. A lot of a, a lot of people are probably like, oh, Clark, you know, oh, lucky you. You, you get the team, Clark, you know, like your dad. No, no Clark, Clark had to sit there and watch the Patriots hold all those trophies. Yes. Now he's no, getting the Patriots, them. The, the Patriots are the nepotism. And Clark's the one that says, I'm putting in the work. And he did. You know, he, 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 he got Andy Reid in here. And honestly, uh, thanks Jeffrey Laurie and the Eagles for firing Coach Reed because Kansas City, you know, one man's trash is the ultimate treasure. That's what we have. Andy Reed is an absolute – he's the ultimate – Oh, the they're crying team. in their Philly cheesesteaks there. It's where they got Dougie P. It was a chip off the Andy Reed tree, you know? You know what? But And, and how about this real quick, Bink, is, is tonight, after I was watching the game – one of the first things Coach Reese said on the field was talked about Sean McDermott and what the Buffalo Bills did, and that that is what Andy Reid is. Is he, you know, that's one of his proteges. He's you know, all he class. Is, he's all class. He's all class. And uh, you know, I, I look at uh, I look at Eric Bieniemy tonight, and and he's just he is living the dream because I hope Coach Bieniemy stays in Kansas City for as long as we can possibly have him. The fact he doesn't have a head coaching job when you get the clown like Brandon Staley, one year's defensive coordinator for the Rams, is the Chargers head coach, good for them because they're going to continue to suck. Exactly, Bink. That's it right there. Let let, let them have enjoy whoever you want to hire. I really hope that the enemy can be retained here in Kansas City. He Uh, might go to Houston. He's going to have a second interview because it's him and Leslie Frazier getting a second interview. Frazier was defensive coordinator of the Bills, and if this is a resume tape, advantage, be enemy. Who knows Andy Reid better than anybody? Be enemy. He played for Andy. He's been here every step of the way since 2013 with Andy Reid. He's been here every step of the way with Mahomes. He should be the one getting these jobs. People like the they, which is amazing. The Chiefs brought back all their coaches because usually your tree gets raided when you win. Everybody comes for your guys. So what the Atlanta Braves did, you know, Ned ends up here. Date Morin's up here. You know, look at the Patriots, all their failed proteges of Bill Belichick. <laughs> Unless you have Tom Brady, these people that are grabbing somebody from New England, like Nick Casario, the new GM of the Texans. Unless you're getting Brady too, you ain't gonna win. Sorry, stop grabbing Belichick, people. But regardless, this is my favorite part of the show. It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. Floating a pass, Kelsey near side, over the shoulder, makes the catch in traffic. Mahomes faking a handoff, throwing long, coming near side, Tyree Carroll, burning the Broncos, a 41-yard corner pattern to the near side. Slant pattern, intercepted at the 40-35, coming to the near side, it's one for Highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown, Kansas City! Well, the game didn't get started off like we had hoped. It was the Buffalo Bills drawing first blood. 58 yards is long, although last week in that bad weather in Buffalo against Baltimore, he was 0 for 2. 51-yard attempt by Bass. And gets a big swing of the leg into it. And he's got it. So the Bills get a field goal out of their first drive. So Buffalo goes up three to nothing. Chiefs get the ball back at a punt. Then Buffalo had the punt, and then this happened. Hawkes, I should say, is best in the NFL in gross punting at 51 yards a punt. Hardman, 
takes it and fumbles the ball. Fumbles the ball and it's covered up by the Bills at the three-yard line. McCall Hardman tried to field the ball inside his own five-yard line and fumbles the ball. It's recovered by Buffalo. Bohork has an outstanding punter and has a difficult punt to handle. And he had Micah Hyde right in his face. It's recovered by Taiwan Jones. And the first big break of the game goes in favor of the Buffalo Bills at 6.19 to go in the first quarter. It's a huge break. You're having flashbacks to the Houston Texans game last year in the playoffs. Oh, man, have they let these things happen? Remember this Buffalo Bills team? They had 220 yards of total offense against the Ravens. That offense of the Bills scored 10 points against Baltimore. And you know what the Chiefs have done to Baltimore. Ugly things that are probably illegal in 48 other states. The way they've handled the Baltimore Ravens. But it was a 101-yard return by Teron Johnson of the Bills that scored that touchdown to put him up 17-3. Everybody's talking about Buffalo down the stretch. Yes, their last eight games, very good. 34 points a game. They'd given up 17 points a game. Oh, Matt Milano's coming back from this game. He didn't play in the first game, the linebacker. But this is the Bills, okay? Don't look at what they did in the regular season. Just like the first game film, Chiefs and Bills in week six, you tear it up, don't even watch it. It's going to be a different game. But people were looking at this at this Bills team, but they weren't looking at the fact the Colts that missed the field goal and should have kicked the field goal at the end of the first half, they might have lost to the Colts. They might have lost to the Ravens. Didn't do it. Wasn't the same team that had won eight straight. But regardless, so here's the Bills. They got the ball in the three-yard line. Running back is T.J. Yeldon, a little bit bigger back than Singletary. A trio of receivers to the near side. Feet stagger. Allen. Play fake, they throw it left on the run past the Knox. Touchdown, Buffalo. It's the same play they ran on fourth and one. You mentioned they ran it for a touchdown last week. They run it here, and the Bills have a two-possession lead at 6.14 to go in the first quarter, leading 9 to nothing, pending the extra point. Dawson, the extra point was missed. It was 9 to nothing, not 10 to nothing. So it wasn't another 10-point comeback win for Patrick Mahomes. But Dawson Knox caught a three-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen, took one play, three yards, five seconds off the clock. That's the end of the first quarter, nine to nothing, Buffalo Bills. But then, would it be McCole Hardman getting his revenge? Second and goal at the three. Mahomes down nine to nothing. Early in the second quarter, Edward Zillaire, they throw it left side to Hardman on a wide receiver screen into the end zone, touchdown! Kansas City, the Jet on a short flight. This time on a well-played wide screen left, and the Chiefs are on the board at 14-16 to go, second quarter. And what a drive that was from the Chiefs. 14 plays, 80 yards, almost seven minutes off the clock on that drive. And all of a sudden, the Chiefs within two. It's 9-7. to seven. But then, but then, big game Daryl. Undrafted pickup by Brett Beach a couple years ago. Not bad, huh? His brother Mahomes getting ready to take the snap. Trailing nine to seven. They give it off inside. Handoff goes to Darrell Williams. Trucks the defender. Diving touchdown. Kansas City, like an 18-wheeler, busting through a bunch of hay bales. It is Darrell Williams on a six-yard touchdown run. And the Chiefs have their first lead of the game. Five plays, 82 yards, 251 off the clock. Darrell Williams with the six-yard run in the end zone. That gives the Chiefs 14-9 lead. They wouldn't look back at that point. But how about Darrell Williams? Mr. Undrafted. Yeah, he absolutely 
outclassed Darius Geis his final year at LSU. He sat patiently behind Leonard Fournette, which, by the way, that's another storyline. The Tampa Chiefs one. LSU product. Six LSU players are on this roster between the Chiefs and the Patriots. A lot of LSU players in most of any school. But Darrell Williams, quietly one of those unsung guys, like rumors were talking about. So 14-9, Kansas City Chiefs. And guess who came back? C-E-H, a little Louisiana hot sauce for the Bills. Chiefs in the shotgun, Edward Hilaire. Started right now, left, Edward Hilaire. Diving right side, touchdown! None touched! He ran it in, a big hole opened up on the right side. Wiley, Ryder, Remmers on there, and the Chiefs have three touchdowns in as many drives to lead 20-9. to Tommy Townsend, the punter, got one off. This is nine plays, 77 yards, 419 off the clock. Yes, Buffalo has the Buffalo sauce. We sprinkled a little Louisiana hot sauce on them there. 21 to 9. Welcome back, Clyde. We haven't seen him since New Orleans game. It's a nice addition. He ran for 161 against the Bills in the first meeting. But Buffalo would do something that was kind of a head scratcher. It's 21 to 9. They're down at the two-yard line. Halftime's about to end. Chiefs don't have much clock. Here was what Buffalo did in the first half, which is kind of like, why did they go for a touchdown? Passes on to try a 20-yard field goal. Placement is down. They'll kick it, and he gets it, but the Chiefs keep a two-possession lead at 21-12. to Got to score touchdowns, Buffalo. Don't know when the memo is going to be sent out. You can't settle for field goals. <laughs> Chiefs fans love the field goals. Chiefs Twitter was loving it. Hey, just keep kicking your field goals. Keep kicking them. Keep bringing out Tyler Bass, who missed an extra point earlier in that game. So anyway, that's the end of the second quarter. That's the halftime score, 21-12, the Kansas City Chiefs. Harrison Butker would kick a 45-yarder in the third quarter, 10 plays, 48 yards, 4-12 off the clock, making the score 24-12 Buffalo Bills. Tyler Bass would add a 27-yard field goal. Again, Buffalo, these drives inside the 10, settling for field goals. 10 plays, 67 yards, 459, went the Bills. So we had two field goals to begin the second half. So it scores 24 to 15. And then, guess who? It is first down and goal to go at the yard and a half for Kansas City. Mahomes with Darrell Williams in it running back. They're going to fake the a shovel it inside to Kelsey, and he leaps and dives. Touchdown, Kansas City. A wrinkle, a new wrinkle to Kelsey. Zeus drinks from the sweet nectar of the end zone on a shovel pass, and the Chiefs have their biggest lead of the game. How about that little underhanded to Travis Kelsey? So scores 31 to 15. Buffalo's driving. They're down to the 20-yard line. And then our play of the game. They're going to fake an RPO throw and a slant incomplete. Covered by Breland. Now it's picked off. Picked off off the deflection. It's picked off by Fenton. It was a deflected slant and intercepted. Fenton, who was a star last year on the run to Super Bowl 54 championship, but a terrific play on the slant, and the ball flew up in the air. Breland on the coverage, and it is rolled into the arms of Fenton, and the Chiefs have an interception and a return to near midfield. Huge break. Huge turnover. Kansas City's Rashad Fenton with the pick. Absolutely huge at that point, Mitch, because it led to this. Mahomes, Hardman, 
making the ghost action. They're going to run a float pass. Their side, touchdown! Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, a 17th career postseason touchdown pass. The most in NFL history in a player's first four seasons, finding Kelsey wide open, and it's human pyrotechnics dressed in red, white, and gold. <laughs> you tell him, Mitch, but that Fitton pick, they were down to 20. They were driving. They picked up a couple first downs. Fitton's pick, Johnny on the spot, was on the injury report all week, questionable for this game. Makes a big play. Again, it's the unsung guys at different times making plays. But the score was 31 to 15. Buffalo was driving till a Fitton pick. That Travis Kelsey second touchdown made the score 38 to 15 at that point. The Jello is jiggling. Shut the fridge. Turn off the lights. Buffalo would add a uh, six-yard touchdown pass to Isaiah or run from Isaiah McKenzie from Josh Allen. Kind of those little push passes. Two-point conversion picked off by Bashad Breland. Then Buffalo would kick another 51-yard field goal. Uh, 3:14 left in the game. That's their last points. 38 to 24. The Chiefs win by a couple of touchdowns. So people can stop talking about the close wins of the Kansas City Chiefs. But that's touchdown Kansas City with the voice of Mitch Holtis. Brought to you by Olathe Ford Lincoln. Don't forget we're going all night here. Well, we aren't, but Chris and O'Sarrell, Jillian Carroll, take you one to five. Then it's Pete Sweeney, Mr. Smell You Later with Dusty Likens at five o'clock to six o'clock. Run it back. Special leading right in the festival in the morning, reading right into Cody and Gold, leading right into the drive. Don't forget Patrick Mahomes exclusively at 215 with Carrington and Sean Levine. Then we go Mitch Holtis Kingdom Show, Chiefs Kingdom at 6. Trez Paler and I with some insight from Trez on this game and the playoffs, 7-8 and Dusty Likens' red reaction right after that. So a lot of fun here still to go on 610 Sports Radio. We're wired. We're awake. We're ready to talk some Chiefs with you. And if you want to stay up all night and call in, I'm sure Chris and Julian will be happy to take your calls, just like I am as well. Let's go to Sunny. In KCK, rather sunny than tomorrow might get a little rain and snow. I don't know. What's up, Sonny? Uh, Yo, Binkley, first I want to shout out majorly to you, brother. I follow you on social media, and I'm such a fan of what you do on the radio, man. You rock every week. Every time I listen to you, I'm so happy to hear you on the radio and just keep rocking, bro. You're you're the man. Major shout out to you, Bink. But listen, man, I'm doing the same thing I was doing last year. I'm sitting here reflecting with my best friend. I moved out here to Kansas City from Philadelphia at about 2002, 2003. And I went to Arrowhead for the first time, and I fell in love with Gonzalez and Holmes and Green and just Dick Vermeil and that whole offense, bro. And I went through those good times, and I went through the bad times, thinking the tie wall signing was going to be it. Donnie Edwards resigning was going to be it. Todd Haley, Pioli, Matt Castle. Like, I thought those times were going to be it. Striving for this franchise to, to get that Lamar Hunt trophy and go to the Super Bowl. And, and my brother said it best tonight, man. All of them years, we never had the franchise quarterback that we have now. The great quarterback that we have now, bro. And to go back to back. Like, last year, I was just riding shocked. I was just shocked the whole time. Like, I didn't even really celebrate because I was just shocked that, you know, when Andy Reid came here the year before, we were blacking out the stadium, and now we're in the Super Bowl. All these next two weeks are going to be so fun, Sonny. 
I mean, they are. I think this town is ready to excel a little bit. It's been a weird year, you know, but we've been, all been bottled up a little bit and uh, just kind of let it out with our fireworks and everything else in the city and staying up late and you name it. But, uh, yeah, it's a big excel. I'm driving through downtown right now, and the, and the whole city's wide awake. And, you Good. know, I don't want to hear no small market team. I don't want to hear nothing, bro. Like, yeah, Bill's Mafia, shout out to them. I got a lot of friends over there, but there ain't nothing like the Chiefs Kingdom, bro. There ain't That's nothing right. like it. That's right, Sonny. That's right. Great call by you. Great call by you. No, you know, it's it, we've been through the pain. You know, being a, being a Chiefs fan has not always been easy. You know, I used to call that street between Arrowhead and Kaufman the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. It's not anymore. I thought about that. As I said, with the final score, 38-24, I thought about that. You thought about two World Series appearances in 14 and 15. Back-to-back Super Bowls for the Chiefs. Last season and this season. I thought about that. I thought about the lack of respect we get as a city at times. Flyover country. People stop here at the airport, grab a Coke, and they pee. And they think that's what we're about. We're about so much more than that. This is a great sports town. This is the greatest sports town in this country. People live, eat, and sleep with our teams. Mom's got a picture she showed me when I was eight months old wearing Chiefs gear. There wasn't a lot of Chiefs gear in 1973. But I found some. Kramer, I have holes in my wall from playoff losses. I have a hole in the drywall from Lynn Elliott. I'm out of pictures to put on the wall to cover up the holes. They're there. They're remembrances of playoff losses in my uncontrollableness. Immaturity. Because we're talking when I'm an adult. And I'm still, before I got into this business, I was doing other stuff. You know, but I was still a fan. Just like everybody else. You know, I was a Chiefs fan. Been through it, man. Been through the losses. It's tough. Yes, we got a chip on our shoulder. And I say we because I'm just like you. I'm from here. I've seen the disrespect. I'm embracing the hate. I love it. I never thought I'd like it, but I do. Keep talking trash. Give Rodgers his MVP. Look at it look good on his mantle. Let me ask you this. Do you want the Rodgers rate of the Patrick price? <laughs> do a new commercial, State Farm. We all chose Patrick Price. Yes, the MVP's already voted on. The MVP, they say, is Aaron Rodgers. He'll get it. But Patrick is in the Super Bowl. I feel your pain, man. I feel your pain. We're all excelling a little bit. This feels good. It feels good to be the team. It feels good to be the king. It's not something we've seen very often. It's not something we're used to. It's not something that... uh, when you think, okay, Kansas City is now public enemy number one. You think the hate's still real now? <laughs> Wait till next year. Wait till next year. Because it's coming. But you know what? You got to knock off the king before you start talking. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo! Woo! Got to knock him off. Let's go to Blaine and Baser Linwood. What's up, Blaine? Lane and Belser. Belser? Ba- yeah, Blaine and Baser. I didn't know if you were Baser hey, or Linwood. I know you guys hey, are awful I'm, close. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, no, we are. We are. 
Um, but you're baser. I, All right. Yes, sir, baser. You got it. I just want to say, Bink, uh, this team is uh, is truly epic. And Daryl Williams is a guy that, man, I really like watching him play ball. Uh, runs so hard. Uh, blocks for Patrick. Uh, you know, that, that offensive line right now is, you know, hey, we don't have Schwartz, and we're more likely we're not Fisher. Uh, it's unfortunate, but Andy. Yeah, you're not going to have your two tackles you started the season with. You get Andy, to keep winning. It, and, 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 and so that's why I think we need to give a little props to Andy Heck, offensive line coach, you know, somebody that doesn't get talked about a lot. But, I mean, the, the guy is a former All-American from Notre Dame. Uh, I was you know what? Let's give Andy Heck a big shout out. And don't forget Andy Reid. You know the former offensive line coach himself. The shuffling, the versatility we've seen with this line. We've seen Nick Allegretti get the work this year. You know, made his debut yeah. in that Buffalo game the first time around. They don't know his name. They better ask somebody. We've oh, yeah. seen Rimmers go from the right to the left. Another unsung guy. But the versatility of this offensive line has been unreal. Andy Heck, total shout out. Is uh did you know, yeah Coach Heck's amazing did 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 was this kid, did he did we bleach his hair because it looks good if he did who uh, was Nooski I, I I thought oh Wiz I you know I, yeah. I you know I did I wasn't paying attention to his was Nooski's one of my favorite dudes man he was I, the Chiefs' I, off, best offensive lineman like down the stretch really last year lucky to get him back you know because Pittsburgh went out yes and they, they, they paid a penny on him and we just got him back on the practice yes. squad I was like. How does that work, Bink? I mean, we're lucky, man. We are blessed. Well, it's not lucky. It's good. You know, it's chance well, meets it's, opportunity, uh, it's, you know? It's Veach, it's Veach being uh, the boss that he is, you know? Veach is the best general manager in professional football. Andy oh, Reid is the best head coach in professional sports, football. Bink. Patrick Mahomes is the best right quarterback now. in professional football. Tyrus Kelsey is the best tight end in professional football. Tyree Kill is the best receiver in professional football. I could keep going. And and then and then just wait till Clyde Edwards Alaire gets a full off season, you know, hands on coaching training. Uh, you know, Edwards Alaire will be dynamic as all these other guys are. It, it, it's like, man, the rich get richer because of a reason. Beach works nonstop. Clark Hunt works nonstop. You know, what can you imagine how what an honor Clark Hunt is feeling right now to two years in a row take that trophy that's mm-hmm. named after his dad and raise it up and say, ha ha ha. Yep, but, no sleep for but winners. But he does it, though. Humility. The, the, the humility of that man. Uh, it, 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 is, it is just everything about this team is just amazing. And thank you, Bink. All right, Blaine, you take care. You take care out there. And we've been everywhere. Now let's go back to Arizona and talk to Andrew. What's up, Andrew, and the Arizona Chiefs fan club? Seems to be a few of you guys. What's up? Hey, hey what's up, Bink? Uh, I just wanted to talk about uh, Patrick Mahomes' leadership. And uh, when McCall Hardman uh, buffed that punt, uh, he saw him throw his uh, jacket up over his head. Um, and then you see Patrick Mahomes go over to him, kind of pick him up. Yeah, don't think that, you know, that means so much. That means so much. That means so much to guys like Hardman. When that yeah, guy like Mahomes and Kelsey come on, over the there. Defense, they're kind of being petty. And um, you see Patrick Mahomes on the sideline holding his guys back to prevent like any kind of penalties. I mean, that means so much to those guys when they have their backs, you know. I mean, it means a lot to them because we see a lot of prima donnas in the NFL that wouldn't have done that. They wouldn't. Yeah, they, and, they, um, they, they don't exude you know, the I leadership. Think speak to the leadership of Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. And, uh, you know how confident I feel about this team going forward. Good call, my friend. Good call, my friend. 
No, it's right. I mean, it's true. This the leadership is pretty deep in Kansas. Well, not pretty deep. It's very deep in Kansas City. And it's, the Chiefs are the hunted. I mean, these scouts and GMs are going to the combine. They're going to the Senior Bowl. They're going out this year. They're not going to be going to the combine, going to a lot of pro days because they're canceling the combine. Unfortunately, the the news of that put me in the fetal position this week because it's something that I I hold dearly, as does Kramer, and uh, and they won't have it. But you got to find those guys. You got to find those guys, and the Chiefs continue to do it. Let's hear from Frank Clark. Got himself a sack. Put on the put on the coat. Looked like Joe Namath there out there after the game. Sounds of the game. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Excuse me. Here's Frank the uh, Clark Shark after the game. Hey, Frank, congratulations. Um, you guys are having a lot of fun now. It got a little ugly out there in the second half. It got a little chippy out there. Was that just kind of what happens in the course of one of these games when it's do or die for another yeah. team? And it's, it's all good, though, with with everyone? Yeah, yeah, it's always good, man. Um, you know, emotions is high. Um Games start kind of getting out of hand at the end. You know, you start – I mean, I don't know the feeling of the other team, but I know us personally, you know, getting excited. Um, just trying to close the game off, finish strong. You know what I mean? Um, that's all. I mean, you watch it in football all the time when, you know, you're playing for these type of things. You're playing for a trip to the Super Bowl, you know, so emotions running high, you know, emotions everywhere and stuff like that. But we kept it together enough to make it off the field into the locker room and hold the trophy. So I think that's all that matters. Hey, Frank, congratulations. Uh, thinking back to the season and, and just the year, just how satisfying was it with the everything on the line here, being able to register the two sacks and big spots tonight? Um, I just, I'm just i just happy to be able to do everything I can for my team, honestly. Um, I don't really count numbers and stuff like that, man. I've been successful in this league individually for a long time now. Um, you know, just doing what I have to do, man. Uh, I know how important it is. You know, for this, for this, um, on this tour that we on, man, to get back to this position that we in now, and um, you know, I, like I said, I, I sacrifice a lot, man, and just to be able to go out there, man, my coaches put faith and trust in me, um, got all the faith in the world with Spags, called and plays, and that's all it is with us, man. We got two more. We'll go Sam and Aaron. Quit, Sam. Hey, Frank. Congrats, man. Um, we talk a lot about just X's and O's and the talent that you guys have. I'm wondering, especially since you've been part of two franchises, can you put sort of a measurement on what kind of role just the personality of this team and the personalities within the locker room contribute to what you guys do? Yeah. And I mean, it's not, it, you know, I don't want to throw no shade on nobody else or, you know, my former team I played for or nothing like that, but it's just, you know, here's, it's, um, you know, you got guys, you got a group of guys that want to play um, for, for the coach and they want to play, um, for each other, you know what I mean? When you're out there and you got to make a sacrifice for the next man, you know, this he might not be feeling too well or he might be a little banged up or something. You understand this. The media, it's the things the media don't really understand that's going on within that brotherhood and that locker room. And it's like, sometimes you got to step up and make sacrifices. You know, sometimes you got to make sacrifices that you probably wouldn't necessarily make. You know, it can be a play call. It can be, you know, um, a situation. It can be, you know, the way the dynamics of the game is going. You're watching the beginning of the game today. You know, it kind of looked shaky in the beginning. You know, um, defense, we're getting stops. We're getting, you know, um, forcing them to kick field goals and stuff. You know, we get the muff punt, whatever. And it kind of looks shaky. I mean, as it should. It's a it's a, it's a, a championship football game. You know, that's what you want to see. That's so Chase Young say that he wants Tom Brady. He wants Tom. You have a message for uh, the GOAT headed in the Super Bowl? Um, nah. 
نعم لان انا نسيت ومعاصي اذا سون سان دي ان سوبا He's got a message for Tom. Hey, Frank, congratulations. Um, you guys are having a lot of fun now. It got a little ugly out there. Now, this one. Chase Young say that he wants Tom Brady. He wants Tom. You have a message for uh, the GOAT headed in the Super Bowl? Um, nah. nah. I ain't got nothing to say to him. I'll see his ass on Sunday in the Super Bowl. Ah, see your ass in the Super Bowl. We got Overland Park. We got Illinois. We got Texas. Let's go to Gino in Overland Park. What's up, Gino? Well, hi. Uh, I'm calling now. I was kind of inspired by that uh, big T guy, the guy that says choo choo all the time. Yes. Colin, so you want to choo choo? Yeah, choo choo. Just a couple of observations here. One is that in watching this game today, it, it occurred to me that between Patrick Mahomes, who I think is probably the most capable quarterback that I've ever seen, I've been an avid fan for over 50 years. And he's thrown to Tyreek Hill. And in watching the game today, I don't think I have ever ever seen, and I mean ever, a guy that is harder to cover than, than he is. He reminds me of if Barry Sanders were at receiver. When you saw him today, those guys are all petrified of him. When he gets the ball, you have to just sort of stand back. You cannot go with him. They They're scared to leave their jock strap on the field, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, and the, the only guy that I can compare to him in terms of danger, he's nothing like him as a player, but the most capable receiver I've ever seen. I've seen them all. I mean, Jerry Rice was the greatest player and all this kind of stuff, but Randy Moss was a guy that there was absolutely no way to deal with. And, I mean, I've seen them all. I, I, I'm old enough to have watched Bob Hayes, who was the fastest man in the world. But this is the most unguardable receiver that I have ever seen in about 52 years of avid football watch. No question, no and question. between the, the, the offensive mind, one of the three or four greatest offensive minds running this team, and possibly the greatest talented quarterback, and the most difficult to, and I believe he is the most difficult man to guard, even counting Randy Moss, because he's just, he, he, there's, it's impossible to guard him. You can't beat us. Uh, I think this team is almost invincible. We may win four or five Super Bowls. You never know, Gino. It's a beautiful thing to behold. I'm so happy to be a Chiefs fan. I I lived in St. Louis growing up, and I wanted a Super Bowl all my life. And I'm 66, and I'm enjoying this. Well, keep enjoying. I feel like I've got it coming to me. And it's I watch these games, and I go. There's nothing these guys can do. There's just nothing they can do about that. I used to feel this way when I would watch us play against Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison. I'd watch Marvin Harrison and be like, we're not going to be able to guard that guy. There's nothing you can do. And he is like this even more so. Yeah, so- he brings fear. He, when you see him, I, I couldn't imagine watching that, um, being on the other side of that. I, I just couldn't imagine watching that. Real quickly, let's go to Rick in Georgia. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo! Thanks, Rick. Let's go to Matt in Illinois. What's up, Matt? Bank, how you doing, man? Good. Oh. You followed Rick? Oh, my gosh. I tell you what, this game for me tonight was a little bit of a revenge. I lost you. Did you hang up? Yeah, man, I lost him. He got too excited to get his phone. Well, that's all right. Let's go to Kurt in Texas. What's up, Kurt? 
man, I uh, gotta say, Gino there, that guy's sharp, sharp. That, he's been a fan that, for a long time, you know. He's... No, that 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 that, that call was excellent. Uh, Bink, I want to say thanks, man, for this opportunity to let let uh, locals and and people from all over the the kingdom call in. I listened to uh, Lane and Baser, Kurt there in uh, or Gino, pardon me, Gino in uh, Overland Park, Park. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I just I just want to quickly. Uh, Follow up there on what Gino was saying about Tyreek Hill, uh, an absolute menace for anyone who has to to game plan on him. Oh, the, and, and and but here's the problem: the guy throwing him the ball is even better. I mean, we we have Tyreek we have Tyreek Hill catching balls from Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is now going to back to back Super Bowls, three AFC Championship appearances. Before or at the age of 26, no one's ever done that. Um, it's amazing. It, 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 you know, I, I think about what the world at 26. Like I was smashing years. beer cans on my head. <laughs> you know, I'm 47. <laughs> I still do it. But yeah. <laughs> well, being, uh, for the record, I'll tell you, uh, beverage. I really like uh, Founders All Day IPA. You know, it's, it's nothing crazy. That's a good 5%. one. It's good. It, it really is. That's it's a good session beer level. because you can drink it all day. Well, that, and that's. But remember, problem. if you're gonna drink, drink all day, you gotta start. Day. You gotta start in the morning. I well, I gotta I gotta be at work shortly. But it's hey, it's gonna now. be all right. It, it's gonna be all right. Well, good luck at work tomorrow. Walk in there like a peacock. You know what I'm saying, Kurt? Walk in there like a peacock. Stick your chest out. Oh, Matt from Illinois called back in. Real quick, let's go back out to Georgia and talk to Rick. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo. I love Rick's calls. There's a short, to the point, six seconds, in and out. What's up, Matt? Matt. Hey. Sorry, Bing. Sorry about that. Oh, you get too excited. It's all good. I understand. <laughs> hey, man. This was revenge for me for that uh, game against the Bills in 93. Knocking Joe, Joe Cool out. Screw that, man. Hey, we got the Bills. Hey, I don't care about it. I don't care about it. Josh Allen, the hell with him. Hey. Choo-choo! <laughs> Where's Johnny Gomes when we need him? Josh Allen, beat that guy too. Tom Brady, they beat him this year. Drew Brees, beat him too. Lamar Jackson, last year's MVP, beat him too. The Chiefs are 6-0 and against teams that have been in the playoffs. And Josh Allen didn't beat him once, beat him twice. Okay? You beat him twice. Baker Mayfield beat that guy too. Keep bringing them. Keep bringing them. And the Chiefs will keep knocking them down. But they'll get you, – you, I'll be honest with you. Let's have a little honesty time. When I'm watching NFL Network, which I do quite a bit, or ESPN when, they're, when they have uh, NFL Live on, or Showtime inside the NFL, when people get on the pedestal and talk about the Chiefs' close games, it drives me to flip the channel. I've watched a lot of RV shows. That's what they have. I flip it to the RVs, you know. I'm not going to sit here and listen to the stuff on the Chiefs because playing close games makes you better. And the Chiefs are the king still. And they're the most prepared team coming in the season. I think this is fun. I think it's fun to have the old goat versus the new goat. This game should be about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. And let me tell you a little story of Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians used to be a running back coach in Kansas City. And Bruce Arians 
did a great job when he filled in for Chuck Pagano in Indy. Chuck or uh, Bruce Arians came back to the Chiefs one-on-one awards. The Chiefs, I think, have a lot of reverence for Bruce Arians. And had Andy Reid not taken the job, I think it probably would have been Bruce Arians, to be quite honest with you. Bruce ends up in Arizona. Andy ended up here. Life was good, but I think there could have been a chance. So you get to see Bruce versus Andy, then the Chiefs, Mahomes versus Brady. And I know Brady's history, but right now it's Vantage Mahomes. Antonio Brown didn't even play today for the Bucs, but you take God when you take anybody, Vantage Chiefs. Gronk or Kelsey, come on now. Gronk's had a good year, but Kelsey's better than he is now. Better than he ever was, to be honest with you. He's the best tight end that ever played this game. Let's go to Abaya me in Kansas City. What's up? Hey, Bank, how's it going, man? Chiefs rule. My dad moved to Kansas City like in 69 when the Chiefs won the first Super Bowl because he was coming to America. He was a prince in Nigeria. He came to the city where the Royals live, the Kings live, and the Chiefs live. And he took me to a Kansas City Kings game then. So now the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl then, and we won again last year, and we're winning again this year. And they have coming to America too coming out. So we're going to Super Bowl for the second time, bringing it home to the real royal town in the USA. Chiefs rule. Go to any village, any town, anywhere in the world. What does the Chiefs do? Chiefs rule, baby. Go, Bink. Love the Chiefs. <laughs> Great call. Great call. Great call. It puts me in a good mood, right? Andy Reid hired January 7th, 2013. Bruce Arians hired January 17th, 2013 in Arizona. And I think they will be linked because they were the hot names out there for head coaches at the time. And they meet here in Super Bowl 55 in Tampa. The Chiefs will leave for that game the day before. The Chiefs handle business trips extremely well. They'll fly. They've, they, all year they've done this. They've flown into town. They've kicked ass and they've come home. They're the only team in the NFL that's been undefeated this season on the road. And I get it. Playing on the road this year was a little different. Home teams are 127, 128, and 1. Under 500 for the first time in their career. But enjoy this tonight, Kansas City. Enjoy the new normal that we have upon us. Enjoy waking up with the best football team in the NFL. It's still the king until they're knocked off. And enjoy the next four hours with Kristen Ocero and Jillian Carroll. Nice shirt, Jillian. She's got the Mahomes. Uh, Patrick Price, right? I mean, uh, Patrick Price for, for Jillian. But that'll take you right into Pete Sweeney. And Dusty Likens at 5 a.m., followed by Fesco, followed by Cody Gold. Don't forget about Patrick Mahomes at 2.15, exclusively with The Drive. Then Chiefs Kingdom, Tres Paler Show, Red Reaction, so on and so forth. 610's got you all night. You don't have to worry. You got hot takes or any takes. Call it Ocero. He's a man of many hot takes. So much so I can feel the fire when he sits next to me. Thanks to Pete Sweeney for joining us. Thanks to Josh Klingler. For joining us. And of course, Big T and Shawnee was great, but really, Rick and Georgia. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo! Woo! Good night, Kansas City. Udo Cyril, Jillian Carroll next. <laughs>